Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theater podcast. Today's episode of Go See a Show is brought to you by Heartbeat Opera, an innovative indie opera company heralded as pioneers by the Wall Street Journal and bold and vivid by the New York Times. Don't miss their dazzling new adaptations of the classic operas Fidelio and Don Giovanni at the Baruch Performing Arts Center in Manhattan, running from May 2nd to the 13th, 2018. To find out if tickets are still available, go to heartbeatopera.org. That's heartbeatopera.org. Don't miss out. Welcome back to the podcast, New York Neo-Futurists. I say in the interview that I've never seen a Neo-Futurist show, but of course, that's not true. I did see Christopher Lore's complete and condensed stage directions of Eugene O'Neill, Volume 2, and this is actually the company's third time on the show because correspondent Tara Gadomsky saw Bible Study for Heathens. Anyway, they're back, though, of course, they're always around with the weekly Infinite Wrench show at the Crane. But this time, it's with their standalone show, Wind-Up Variations, also at the Crane. I spoke with the creator slash director and three quarters of the cast. I'll let them introduce themselves. Take a listen. I know, it's it's weird, like, I'm introducing myself, but I know your names already. That's right. Uh, and, but except for Rob, but your your name's really easy to remember yeah, from Robert the program. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna. Uh, we've already started. Uh, this is just a conversation about what you made, why you made it. Uh, but I'll have you say your name on the mic, uh, so we have a voice to go with the names. Because folks who are listening to this maybe haven't seen Wind Up Variations yet, uh, the show that is at the Crane that we are talking about. I'll start with the creator. Hey. Let's go around. Hey, I am Rob Neal. I'm Ann Halliday. I'm Daniel Mirsky. I'm Evan Hartsoe. And uh, the company is the Neo Futurist, and uh, I have to admit, this is my very first Neo Futurist show, which Whoa. is, I know, really disappointing of myself because you know you guys have been doing this stuff, uh, the Infinite Wrench slash Too Much Light forever, uh, at least Decades. forever for me of uh, being in New York City. Um, but this is, uh, from what I understand, kind of similar to your style, but a set show, right? Can you talk to me a little bit about like what the Neo Futurist Jam is for anybody who's not seen a Neo Futurist show yet and where maybe wind up variations doesn't quite fit exactly if you're only used to uh, too much light slash infinite wrench. Sure. So Neo Futurism as an aesthetic is the constant, right? And that means we're never playing characters and we're never asking the audience to pretend along with us. We're who we are, we're where we are, we're doing what we're doing and the time is now. But the Infinite Wrench is uh, 30 plays that the ensemble attempts to perform in about an hour. Um, and this is, and those plays change all the time and happen in a random order. And this is a play that Rob wrote for us to perform um, that in a is a set script. order right? in a yeah, set okay. order yeah it doesn't and there, there are improvised elements or elements of audience interaction that change by necessity um, because different people but it's in that sense it's it lives more like a regular play yeah yeah and I mean Wind Up Variations for me is a devised work where I had an idea of how this could go and then through dialogue mining and having the performers, all of them, write uh, based on prompts, we got 
very neo-futurist content that then I could craft into the story. And some of it is based on something that we started doing at PS122 at Avant-Garde-Rama over 10 years ago and then experimented in different tinier forms, tiny theater at the ontological and then into Much Light and the Infinite Wrench and then brought it together and created this, this arc, this story, this, you know, multimedia, retro-punk, neo-meditation on a lot of things in my mind, but you could say ultimately it's about finding community out of chaos. Is the thing that you started with the wind-up characters? Is the monkey. The monkey, is, the monkey started it all. Yeah, it started as just monkey land, and it was all about following this monkey across a wasteland, and then whenever the monkey stopped, there were dreams, and the dreams activated the performers, and then... As we expanded it and expanded the tech and the story, it made more sense for there to be a wind-up for each of the performers. And hey. for Go ahead. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Keep going. No, I was just... We looked at what wind-ups had interesting looks and interesting journeys and how you use them and then had everybody kind of identify with one of each kind. I'm glad you kept going because that was going to be my next question. Like, how did you identify the wind-ups because everybody has their, their avatar. Right. Uh, how did you... Did, what, what came first? Like, I, I want a dinosaur or here's a dinosaur? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Rob kind of just assigned them to us but then he also let us pick them and they turned out to be the same thing. <laughs> That's amazing. It kind of feels like a horoscope in a way. It's like, you know, you, you kind of found your way into the, the, the robot or the, uh, or the monkey, as, yeah. it, as it may be. Um, I, love, I love this idea uh, of using the prompts to create the, the, create the work. You know, um, devised work is, I don't know, it can sometimes sound like a, an icky word, yeah. uh, but it can also be incredibly generative and incredibly... Uh, I, I personally love devised work and when it's done well and it y'all did it well so um talk to me about what that's like like what were the prompts like what were you guys working with uh when rob came to you and said i'm we're doing a thing about the monkey uh what came next for you as performers slash collaborators in this process well rob had tons of prompts for us for weeks and and weeks we worked on just writing work and Rob would give us a prompt or a series of prompts or a list of different prompts and we would have a bunch of different writing sessions on a daily or weekly basis and then Rob I believe took all of those you know writing samples that Raw we material. had yeah created and and um, integrated them into the story that that he's been working on yeah, and is is that writing just words like dialogue words or were there also because it feels like the performative parts of this piece are so integrated into the words. Some of them were lists, like the buckets and buckets of, so it was just, oh. you know, what are ten things that you would put in a bucket, so then Rob got 40 things you could put in a bucket. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they were all on stage. The things that are written on the cards are waves of things that we came up with. But part of, you know, futurism, right, is that we're not... We're not pretending things that aren't true for us, you know? And so I think what happened was that Rob was, had general ideas about things he wanted to say and explore, and then he asked us to kind of explore those themes ourselves so that he could weave what was true for us into what he was working on. 
the other component of this uh, is one of those things that I personally absolutely love in the theater but it's also terrifying to so many people that I work with and so Mm -hmm. they usually shy away from it is the fact that you are very open and inviting to the audience and saying like you're you're on this journey with us and this, this, this fourth wall is not here so I would love just, you know, your perspective. You're, you're all neo-futurists. You are all obviously very used to this style. Any Anything that comes up that freaks you out, that makes you worried, uh, that audiences do or can do to, like, derail or push the show in a different way? Yeah. Yeah, it happens. But it's like, I like to think of it as it's it's very much allegorical to the real world. And we're just being ourselves in a room. And so, you know, like if someone, it's like, yeah, someone can mess with you on the subway. That might happen. You know, there is this element of chaos out there. But it's not just a chaotic world. We are, we have a plan, you know, you're, you're going somewhere, you're doing something. And like if, if someone says something to you on the street, it doesn't stop your day, you know, you keep going. And so that's what we do here in, in, in on this stage as well. That's yeah. a lovely way to say that. Well, I think also that it's it's great when you get an open person who just comes by themselves and has never seen it before. Sometimes things that can be problematic are when there are fans, like true people who keep the show going and come all the time and bring friends and it's everything you want in an audience member until they start you know, calling things out that they think are wanted, you know, they're trying to help you and it becomes the, the most helpful thing is somebody who's just open and responds in the moment. And, and like being here in this room. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, we say it because I believe it is that we're all in this together and when we ask people to be a part of it, it's it, we're, we're offering them a hand, not saying, oh, you have to do this necessarily. And, and it's hopefully in a in a place that seems like a safe space so you're you're allowing the journey to go forward with your input and if you don't want to do it then that's fine it would be hard to do this play particularly if it were 99 people in a room that didn't want to do anything but most likely in a neo-futurist audience of 99 they're going to be at least a few if not 99 of them like tonight you saw an audience that a majority of the audience got on stage at the end to walk with the wind-ups and that's that's an opportunity and not everybody will take it you know and that's part of the the magic of let's see what happens next I think that's a pretty beautiful place to leave this that's great <laughs> uh, the show is uh, Wind Up Variations we are at the crane uh, you'll run through I heard earlier May 11 12 12 oh yes. I'm, I'm not cutting you it's a day right. uh, you know stay here so, uh, so we're at the crane uh, tickets and more information can be found at nynf.org or you can find us on Facebook of course and Instagram and Twitter and all Snapchat the all the socials I just listed the ones that I could remember <laughs> the New York Neo Futures are out there and put it out there and you can find out more about the show in those places friend them on Friendster yeah, thank you all so MySpace. much for, uh, for doing this this is great it was really fun guys thank you so much for hanging out thanks Rob thanks, thanks so much man awesome Thank you, Rob, Evan, Ian, and Daniel, for hanging out after the show to chat. You can catch wind-up variations at the Crane Theater, 85 East 4th Street in Manhattan, through May 12, 2018. Head to nynf.org for a link to tickets and more information.
Thanks to you for listening into the podcast. If you dig it, please like it on Facebook, facebook.com slash go see a show. Follow at go see a show on Twitter and rate and or comment on the show's Apple Podcasts page. Until next time, go see a show. Very cool. See? Yeah. Easy.